0: The Spanish Announce Table.
1: Episode two hundred and ninety nine of the Spanish Announce Table. Next week the Big Three hundred. This week the Big Two Ninety Nine. Which is gonna be just as good because this week of wrestling was just as good as probably that week will be. You know, some better, some worse, but that's what we'll discuss in the next hour or so. Uh and we're recording even a little bit earlier than normal because um uh the Kansas City Chiefs are going to play a football game the start of the new NFL season uh coming fresh off of a Super Bowl victory at the end of last season we talked about that before didn't we
0: I believe we have it is hashtag run it back season uh for the Kansas City Chiefs we have we are returning 20 of our 22 starters uh we are returning (laughs) and added the
1: best running back in the draft
0: Yep, and adding uh, a long-term contract to the greatest quarterback of all time, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, But this is not a football podcast, and as we mentioned, we are recording earlier uh, than usual because we want to see that game. So let's get right into the fun week of pro wrestling. So Tim, we had a bunch of stuff happen. We had All Out. We had a Dynamite. We had a Monday Night Raw. Even before all of those events, we had a SmackDown Uh, Before we dive into All Out slash Dynamite recap, uh, generally speaking, what was your favorite thing of the pro pro wrestling week?
1: Favorite thing of the pro wrestling week? Wow, that's a fun question. What? I'm going to say the Hurt Business uh, swerve. I wasn't expecting the Cedric Alexander thing came out. That's the first thing that comes to mind. I may change my answer as we go through everything else. I'm going to be like, oh, no, this. I remember this. I reserve the right to change my answer.
0: As you should. And we don't fact check, so even if it didn't happen this week and it happened last week, who cares? DX suck it to the to the listeners. Thanks for listening. My favorite thing, I think, off the top of my head, and again, my answer could change too. Uh, but now we're getting the start of this Kenny Omega Adam page. Are we breaking Ooh, yeah, up? Are we right. staying together? They're no longer the champs, so now we've got a real, you know, solid like a, a solid it's hard to say because, like, what are tag teams? You know what I mean? But they have a name. They have a finisher together. Uh, I mean, so did Hangman and and Kenny Omega. But you get what I'm saying. FTR is a more established tag team. So now we can solidify that, move that into its own realm. But now we get, in my opinion, the two biggest stars, potentially, in AEW history if we look back on it. Uh, Hangman, Adam Page, Kenny Omega. Are they friends? Are they not? I'm really excited about that. But now... Let's get into it. So, we're going to do things a little differently. We're going to talk about All Out and then, in that, uh, kind of go into uh, AEW Dynamite. Um, what did you think of All Out? Was this uh, one of your favorite AEW pay per views? A lot of people kind of said this was one of their worst ones. I a little bit disagree, but what did you think?
1: Yeah, I did not. I was surprised to see the hatred for it. I also did not come away thinking this is the best one I've seen, you know, or anything like that. But I didn't hate any of it. I thought some things went really well. Um, uh, you know, I mean, you know, really well. I really think the tooth and nail match stuck out as kind of a stinker to me. That was really kind of a a letdown of, of anything else. But outside of that, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I also wasn't expecting over the moon on this one either, you know?
0: Yeah, you know, as – AEW still establishes what their big events are and what their big events are not as far as what is in their company's eyes a WrestleMania and then what is a Survivor Series. You know what I'm saying? I don't really know where everything is is uh, flushing itself out. With this one, I really felt like the only thing that was the real, like, oh, son of a bitch was the Matt Hardy spot, and we'll get in that a little bit. But other than that... You know they've set such a high bar for what is a good entertaining show from them, and so I do. I just don't think every pay per view is going to get a stadium stampede match out of it. You know what I mean? Like that was so much fun, and that was so great, and it's looked back on you know so well. But I don't know if you can always do that, right? Every time Undertaker and Shawn Michaels wrestle, it's not going to be WrestleMania twenty five every single time, and I think sometimes and it's a compliment. If you really think about it, not every AEW pay-per-view is going to be the best of the best of the, Oh my God, this is the greatest thing in the world. Right. Right. All right. So let's get into it. As you mentioned, uh, the tooth and nail match is what kicked off, uh, the pay-per-view. There were some, well, um, pre-show you know, matches. Um,
1: before we get into that, I do want to think, uh, address that while watching this, uh, we, it was a little more, um, uh, it was a little more what's what I'm looking for here uh, i was a little more anxious watching it right because uh, there was uh, something on the line as it were that is
0: um, true was- yes I'm so sorry I almost forgot um so as longtime listeners uh, know and if you're a new time new time listener if you're a new listener uh, thank you but uh, we put um, we put some stakes uh, to the picks for all out or excuse me uh, all elite wrestling. And for All Out, uh, we wagered the loser would have to do an iconic pro wrestler entrance. Uh, so uh, I'll tell you who the winning wrestler was, and then we'll get into... Or do you want to just say who won? Do you want to get into that?
1: Yeah, just let I mean, me...
0: I feel like that. you want to say that. So go right ahead. I'll, I'll let you say who won.
1: Well, uh, as far as the picks... Of course I won that. I mean, everybody saw that coming a mile away. Um, it was actually close. I think I eked by, right? But I did pick Lance Archer, which is tough. Hey, you got to give me props on that one, right? Picking that the was great. A, a battle royal, right, is, oh, yeah. is rough. If we were doing points, I would demand more points for a battle royal winner, right? Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah. I think the Sammy Guevara, Matt Hardy one, was interesting because it still played out because it could have kind of swung my way if they would have just called an audible. I really thought I was like, damn, I gave Tom that one. Going in, I thought, Tom's going to win this. I thought you had picked better than I did. Uh, I really, the Nightmare Family one surprised me. So we can get into the things. but
0: Yeah, we'll get into that. When that yeah. happened, though, I, I pulled up a picture of you on my phone and I just flipped you off. I was just so <laughs> pissed off.
1: It didn't even happen how I said it would happen either. That's so great. Yeah. So... Um now we went to the Twitter machine and we asked our loyal uh, table nation out there to let us know which of three iconic wrestler entrances the un uh, you know the clear soon to be loser Tom would have to do. Mm-hmm. And it was Hulk Hogan, uh Shawn Michaels. And John and Cena. John Cena, yeah. Uh and that last one was the winner, even though you can't see him. Tom, you are going to have to see that entrance video a couple times. Make sure you got it down right. right? Oh, I've been watching. Put your all in.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I will go all in on this all out uh, loser um, uh, wager. Uh, John Cena. Yeah, I am going to get Jordan's, I am going to get a little towel. Right, never give up or whatever it is that he has on there. Uh, But yeah, so John Cena won, he had 56.3% of the vote in second was Shawn Michaels with 25% of the vote. And then in third, Hulk Hogan with 18.8%. So yeah, I will be doing a John Cena video Uh, starting to get used to losing to you, Tim. I tell you what, last time was some hot sauce. That was very uncomfortable. This one might be more uncomfortable for other reasons. Um. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to like hopefully the get this shot soon. I like that the wagers your
1: idea also.
0: Yeah, they're always my idea. <laughs> you know what we
1: should you're do? Like, you're like, we should make wagers on this. I'm like, all right, man, if you want to do a bunch of silly stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm
0: yep, I, I, I don't know why I keep doing this to myself, but I do. Um, so as far as when the video will be released, uh, we're looking for around the episode 300 might not be on the same day that we uh, push out the the episode, but it'll be you know in that same time frame. Our
1: joint editing time frames may not sync up there. Uh, of course, of course.
0: But yeah, let's get into uh, all out. So uh, as I mentioned, the, the kickoff of all out, uh, as far as the pay-per-view portion, we won't mention the the pre-show. Uh, I guess I will yeah, really I quick it. since it yeah oh. since it's there. Um, uh, the bad boy Joey Janella defeated uh, what's his ass, uh, and then Private Party defeated uh, Dark Orders three and four. Uh, so Pentico. there's the pre-show. Yes, yeah, or Pentago, whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the pay-per-view portion kicked off with that tooth and nail. Um, cinematic match uh dr Britt baker versus big swole big swole wins you said it was kind of a stinker i i didn't mind it i actually watched it um I watched this match specifically over at my brother-in-law's house because I was like, hey, I ordered this pay-per-view. Do you mind if I watch it while we eat? And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever, fine. And uh, my my in-laws were there as well. They actually really got a, a kick out of this. There was a lot of giggling uh, when it was the uh, Novocaine into the leg. Uh, yeah. They really laughed about that. The one thing that I found interesting from a non-wrestling perspective is both my wife and my mother-in-law when Big Swole and uh, Britt baker were wrestling on the chair and then the chair fell over they both said you know how expensive that chair is <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh you know and to to this match's credit i w- it got better as it went along right um i think they loosened up a little like timing was off to start very kind of hard over scripted right to start mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just kind of it, what it I will, felt yeah. it felt indie-ish right it was kind of like hey, yeah, yeah all right but again you know i mean what what are we going to expect out of something like this you know, what, you know. and they they probably went in there with a a hey, camera and we're like all right let's knock this out and let's get out of here
0: right that's the thing that i left uh thinking about with this match is how great of a production value wwe has you know like i think Britt baker and big swole if given the WWE production and multi-camera shots and things like that. It could have been on par with anything of the cinematic matches from WWE. But I think, you know, maybe time constraints, maybe COVID, uh, maybe a multitude of budget and everything else. It it felt a little bit indie. Like you said, uh, it was still fine. I, I still liked it. um, but it was good it it, it was good it was it fell as far as cinematic matches in the same realm as the money in the bank where they kind of went you know uh tongue-in-cheek jokes the entire time with otis and oscar winning the money in the bank Uh, i felt like this match was along those lines and obviously not anywhere near near the uh, undertaker or bray wyatt cinematic
1: matches i agree yep i agree
0: all right, next up we had the Young Bucks taking on Jurassic Express. The Young Bucks pick up the victory. Uh going a little heel in this match. Um what'd you think of that?
1: Well, they even as you said as we kind of weave in and out of the fallout on dynamite they were hitting mm-hmm. you really hard over the head on that i think excalibur was like i tell you what they're going dark they're going dark they're going dark uh yeah i mean that's where they're going right they're 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 letting you know that's coming pretty quick which I, hey i'm all for it because i haven't liked anything they've done yet so yeah let's see this
0: right i want to see what they can do as true heels and not this we're the best tag team don't you guys know we're baby faces now we're starting to see those rumblings of what made them so interesting in the independent circuit, as far as being in the bullet club and things like that as heels. Uh, as you mentioned on dynamite, they uh, were, I guess, I guess AEW was trying to interview the young bucks. Young bucks at F that uh, gave uh that Marvez character, a super kick to the face, a double super kick to the face. Uh, that was actually a great baby face move. I thought, uh, You're right. yeah, well, hey, and, uh,
1: here's a fun f- tip. Uh, it'll only cost you $5,000 to kick Alex Maravez in the face. Worth it. I think that's worth it. Yeah. You'd pay (laughs) that for a good vacation.
0: Exactly. And a good kick to that guy's uh, mush. I'm all for it. Uh, And then uh, a little bit more fallout from the Young Bucks and uh, Jurassic Express match. Uh, As I mentioned, Young Bucks won. But then Jurassic Express on Dynamite uh, picks up the victory. Um, now it looks like they're going to get a title opportunity on the following week's uh, Dynamite episode. So still got them hovering around that mid-card to upper-tier status in the tag team division. So big fan of that. I like uh, Luchasaurus. I think he's really fun. It's a fucking dinosaur, for Christ's sake, that they play into. Uh, Jungle Boy, I think, is really, really good. So I'm, I'm really a big fan of uh, uh, the Jurassic Express.
1: I am only because they kind of do that, right? They they are able to weave in and out of Sirius and Tongue in Cheek because two Tongue in Cheek becomes Santino, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, that's Definitely. great for an icy title once in a while or something or, or a smaller title. But when it's your main title of that division, right, you got to be able to get real. And, and they can do that with Luchasaurus. Even, you know what I mean? He, he got a mean promo, you know? Um, so yeah, I do it, like them too. I, I wouldn't mind a World Title run with them for that reason. I guess if if they ever got to that.
0: Yeah, they remind me a lot as far as the d- dynamics of the tag team as Team Hell No, where if you want them to do the yes, no, yes, no in the ring, they can do something similar. Obviously, their comedy's not that kind of two begrudgingly uh, superstars together, but they can do that kind of comedy. Or if you want just a five-star match, they can give you that as well. Uh, so I, I I like them for that reason. Is like you said, they can kind of... Blurred the lines of, hey, look at that! It's a dinosaur. He's been waiting 65 million years for this title shot. Or Jungle Boy can do, you know, a spinning back kick to someone's face, and you're like, well, damn, that was a cool move. So I like him for that reason. All right, now let's get into the twenty man, twenty one, excuse me, twenty one man casino battle royal. As you mentioned, you picked the correct winner. Uh, it was Lance Archer. Everybody dies. Mister Lance Archer picked up the victory. Uh, what did you think? Matt Seidel was the um, surprise <laughs> entrant.
1: That's that's my. I'm gonna pull a, um, a Jerry Lawler and have a new favorite. Um. As you asked me, what was my favorite thing of the week? Uh, mm. This is my new favorite thing of the week: was Matt Seidel botching his arrival.
0: Oh, <laughs> that poor bastard. So, uh to peek be- behind the curtain a little bit, uh, Matt Seidel is-, is a big mentor of uh, Sharkbait, friend of the show. Right. And so, yeah. um, I've I've got to know him through Anthony. And so, when he debuted, I didn't know of that. Obviously, I would have picked it if you know if I knew. Um, So I was really excited, and I texted Anthony. I was like, hey, man, Matt Seidel's in AEW. This is great. And as soon as I hit send, Matt Seidel is in AEW. He tries that shooting star press and eats shit. And I was like, well, damn, that's not good for him. He took it well, though. He went on social media. He was like, that was the first and last time. Uh, Who put the banana peels there? All that stuff. Um, yeah, that was pretty funny. A, a great botch for, for AEW.
1: Why am I drawing a blank on the name though? What was the WCW guy who crashed to the wall and fell over? What?
0: Shockmaster.
1: Yeah, that was so, it was almost shockmaster introduction bad, right? It's like, look,
0: it's me. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause that was the first thing he did too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It wasn't as if this That's was I mean. the like, third you, match. He you did. can't be
1: taken seriously now. Like, oh, well, you know. Wow uh, <laughs> you got it's a long road, right like he could like he could have came in done a huge spot caught on fire and had that like you know like a push to something because everybody was like, oh yeah, this guy, well, that's gone now right now he's gonna have to like get past the like oh yeah, I remember this guy <laughs> slipped on, the
0: yeah, he's instantly in. The, the 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 doghouse with that botch uh, well, yeah, he's, he's good enough
1: on the pre-show now yeah you know?
0: yeah he, he he's good enough to get over it but yeah not the best a way pre-show to show uh,
1: botch right like that gets yeah. you relegated to the pre-show for at least three shows
0: oh my gosh it was so bad um so bad i felt bad for him just but because all accounts
1: i mean a great you know i mean a great dude like we we've oh. known his brother more personally you and i yeah not, you know but um yeah
0: Oh, he's an awesome guy. Awesome guy. But still, you shit the bed, you shit the bed, right? Like, it doesn't yeah. matter who you are. You can be John Cena or the guy it looks like at he Journey slipped. Pro.
1: I mean, it literally does look like his foot just slipped, and then what are you going to do? It's too late.
0: Exactly. You're just going to have to hope you don't break your neck. And that was the other thing. Thank God he didn't get really injured, right? It would be harder to laugh at him if he broke his collarbone or something like that. He fell. I mean, still
1: might find a way. Cause
0: yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, you know who else I liked in this uh, Battle Royal? Will Hobbs. He's been on AW Dark a lot the the big uh the big old meaty yeah. bastard there. He was uh pretty impressive. What would you think of him?
1: Yeah, I he was impressive at at times, but then there were times where I was just kind of like, oh yeah, this guy is still here, um, you know. But I mean, yeah, just twenty one folks, you know. I mean, it it reminded me of that guy, right? So that helped.
0: In the last two. uh people competing for uh, the winner spot. Uh, It was Eddie Kingston and Lance Archer, and as we mentioned, Lance Archer won. But Eddie Kingston, uh, fast forward to Dynamite, after he mends fences with the Lucha Bros, says he was never actually eliminated. Look up the rules. What do you think that means?
1: How did he get tossed? Was he tossed over the rope, or was he outside already and then thrown?
0: Yeah, I don't... I don't remember off the top of my head. Obviously, we're not going to fact check, so I'm not going to go look it up while we're recording. I feel like, though, he was up on the top turnbuckle. Jake the Snake presented the snake to Eddie Kingston as far as like a distraction, and then he was eliminated. So maybe...
1: Maybe. Well, and here's this one. Do you remember uh, they put Darby Allin in a body bag with thumbtacks and threw him off (laughs) onto the entrance ring?
0: yeah and can we yeah let's talk about that a little bit here's the thing about darby allen uh i'm tired of people always saying oh my god darby that he's just doing unprotected spots at this point in his career if you've been following him for any amount of time he does it every time you know what i mean like at the last um uh, double or nothing, he jumped off of a ladder uh, with a skateboard and damn near broke his leg. This one, he almost broke his neck. Like, that's what he does. He he enjoys this weird shit. His promos are even scary. Remember that black and white promo where he jumped off a bridge?
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Like, this is what he does. So, uh, I'm not... Obviously, I don't want him hurt. Yeah, I don't want anyone hurt. You know, uh, seriously. But I feel like at this point, you can't be. Sh- I mean, you're shocked by the spot, but like you can't be shocked that Darby Allen is doing that kind of a spot by now. That was insane. I, it, it looked painful. I couldn't believe it.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, it was intense. Um, yeah,
0: going back nah. to Kingston though, I think what he's gonna say, and again, we're not fact checking here. It's just off the top of our head. Uh, I think he's going to say he went through the ropes to get to the outside, and then climbed the top of the turnbuckle right. and then fell that's out. What I was
1: mean, he has to if he's out but not eliminated. He has to be reestablished back in the ring before he's eligible to be eliminated. Right? If that's again, if we're going off, I think with WWE, I feel like has addressed that very specifically in a couple Royal Rumbles, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, so. Now. I don't know you know what I mean. It's that's WWE, so who the fuck knows? He said look up the rules. Where am I gonna look up the rules, Eddie? Yeah,
0: we're. yeah, I'm I'm on AEW's website right now. I don't see any rules. There I see a shop AEW. I see This channels. guy talks
1: about the fucking rules.
0: Yeah. Jesus, man. Eddie, and of all the people, Eddie Kingston tell me to look at rules. Come on now. You don't follow rules. All right, now let's get into that weird spot. It was the broken rules match between Matt Hardy and the Spanish God, Sammy Guevara. Uh, Scary spot, like a minute in, Matt Hardy bounces his head off the concrete, can't get up. He's obviously concussed. He's stumbling around. They stop the match for a little bit. Uh, I guess the doctor clears him because, meh. And then uh, they climb up uh, a scaffolding. Uh, Matt Hardy pushes Sammy through. Uh, pushes him off of the the, the structure. Uh, Sammy goes through some some tables. I guess it is. Uh, really awkward situation. Very much like how I'm describing the match. Uh, let's talk about it. What what did you think of this whole situation?
1: Just that it all felt awkward, and I was like, "Ooh, this is not." Ugh, yikes. Uh, yeah. You
0: know. This one. This one felt really weird because. Unlike other past matches where Brock Lesnar knocks himself out, you can obviously tell that now, but they handled it a little bit better, or at least he handled it a little bit better. Um, Obviously, you know, Kurt Angle and and Shane McMahon, Shane McMahon knocking himself out too, but Kurt Angle kind of guided Shane McMahon back to his feet. In this situation, I think the thing that really caught me off guard and made me feel uncomfortable is how Matt Hardy couldn't get to his feet he was trying to get to his feet and just kept like you know when you're too dizzy and everything's sliding to the right like he just couldn't get his feet underneath them and I think that was the most uncomfortable part for me is he's so trying to get back to normal and his body is giving him the middle finger and saying we ain't fucking getting up pal and then like that was the part where it was like okay we got to stop this
1: Hey, look, there are many times in my life I may have been stumbling like that and talking about being from a different realm, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, you yeah, know, being a different personality. And, um, and,
0: yeah. and to the doctor's, not to the doctor's defense, but I get it when someone like Matt Hardy tells you, I'm fine. You know what I mean? Right, you go, He's, uh, He has the experience yeah. to where you, you kind of give him a little bit of leash where you say, all right, I think – we're going to be good. But like I said, that stumbling is the part where I you just got to close up shop and say, we're, we're done here. We don't need to be doing any more stuff. So it was yeah, just weird.
1: Well, and then he went on dynamite and did a, I'm not retiring speech. So there was that.
0: Yeah. And he also apologized. <laughs> and I like that where it was just a legitimate apology. Hey, that was a little bit too dangerous, especially in this part of my career. Uh, yeah, he did say that I'm not done yet. Uh, I liked how they cut bait with this um, with this storyline. How he said, "You know, I'm glad it ended how it ended because who knows what would have you know happened if me and Sammy continue to fight." Yeah, so now we get to see here, yeah, right. So it's good to see maybe Sammy Guevara doing something different here because I think he's obviously the money part in this feud. Uh Matt Hardy Absolutely. said he wants to. Yeah, Matt Hardy said he wants to come back for the title. Yeah, okay, whatever. We'll see what kind of version of Matt Hardy could be entertaining because he is entertaining. Um, but yeah, that's the end of the feud. Uh, kind of a turd in a punch bowl, but it happened. Um, the I think everyone kind of messed up, but like you said, on Dynamite, Matt Hardy came out, gave a promo, and essentially apologized for it. So credit to them for at least owning up to their mistake. That's what I'll say to them. Yeah. All right. Next up, we had the AEW Women's World Championship match, Sheeta versus Thunder Rosa. And this is what I thought was the best match of the night. Uh, NWA World's Champion, Thunder Rosa, obviously AW uh, Women's World Champion. Uh, Sheeta, they kicked ass. This was fucking awesome. What would you think?
1: Yeah, they did go all out. Um, I've been following Thunder Rose on Facebook for a few years, just, you know, a bunch of folks, you know, a bunch of indie wrestlers and stuff, just because I think it was like kind of a mutual friends, you know, thing from some of these folks. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's cool to like see her rise, you know, because a few years ago, she was just, you know what I mean? Working a lot smaller stages than this. Um, And they, you're right, they did put on a show, you know. Um, And it's cool. And now they're going to continue kind of, it looks like. giving some stage to the NWA. That's it, interesting.
0: Yeah. I, I wonder what this partnership looks like. I, I feel as if, uh, six to eight months ago, we, as the IWC thought that the relationship would be a W and new Japan pro wrestling, but because of the pandemic, and and some obviously new loopholes to jump through as far as traveling things like that, and then crowds not being available to you. Uh, it looks like it's going to be an NWA AW partnership, which yeah. again, I'm a, I'm a big fan of because look well, at who came. We're from... talking
1: money. Uh, uh, we're, they're coming to the table with you know one's got more money than the other, but you know like Definitely. one can hold their own with their end of the bar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, one's not completely just leeching off the other here. So.
0: And, you know, uh, credit to NWA, you know, Billy Corgan is a true pro wrestling fan, so I think he's doing things in good faith and for the betterment of pro wrestling.
1: And he's also an established businessman, too, beyond just his musical career. Like, So he's also got some good faith there uh, in people's eyes, so.
0: And also, I think this is just getting more eyes on NWA, because if you look at all the talent now that's came from NWA just to AEW, you have Ricky Starks, Eddie Kingston, now Thunder Rosa. And, you know, you start to get, at least for me, more interested in who else does NWA have that I'm not aware of. Uh, yeah. So I think it's a good benefit for them as well. Uh, but going back to this match, yeah, it was just hard-hitting action. Thunder Rosa, uh, such a badass. I've been following her a little bit. Uh, I became aware of her when she did a Bellator fight, I believe it was. Uh, she's done an MMA fight, and I think it was for Bellator. Uh, that's when I was became aware of her. Uh, Sheeta is awesome. I think she's the best. The best. I love her. She's great. Um, Sheeta picks up the victory. As we moved on uh, to AEW Dynamite, we saw... Uh the native beast Nyla Rose take out uh a newcomer to AEW, but then as Nyla Rose tried to attack her post match, that's when we saw Sheeta come out uh for the save. Do you think we get a Nyla Rose Sheeta rematch here coming up in a couple weeks?
1: I mean I guess I'm just yeah, I'm wondering if they're kind of running out of bullets in the chamber right now with the COVID thing, right?
0: Yeah, they could be. I mean, Nyla Rose can always give you a a good match. You know what I mean? Like, there's always going to be some hard-hitting action. Obviously, their match at double or nothing was uh, really good. There's always going to be, you know, a little bit of a turnover because the division isn't as big. But, uh, as I mentioned, Nyla Rose picked up a victory over a new uh, a w uh superstar her name's tay conti she comes from nxt uh she has a cool gimmick uh so we'll see you know where she can go but nyla rose and Sheeta always have good chemistry at least in the small amount of time we've seen them work together and vicky Guerrero now added to that if this is a feud just adds money you know what i mean vicky Guerrero oh, yeah. in a promo is great every time
1: yep I agree. Vicky Guerrero adds that extra spice that that the Nyla Rose character will will be way better off in the storytelling than would have without.
0: Yeah, uh, that's who I'm excited. If if Sheeta does kind of again, I think she's great. I, I think she's a great babyface champion to build this division around. But if we're gonna pull the trigger and say she needs something else, and while she figures that out, she can't be champ. Nyla Rose with Vicky Guerrero as the mouthpiece is great because all I've thought about since Vicky Guerrero joined uh, the AEW Women's Division as a manager is just promos. And vignettes back and forth between Britt Baker and Vicky Guerrero. I just think that's money every single time. those two can't do can't do bad in my eyes. So, all right, let's talk really quick about this. After the uh, women's championship match, we had a quick backstage interview. Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford plugging that they're going to get married uh, on Dynamite. They're going to reveal. Uh, that there is a best man, and that best man will be revealed on that episode of Dynamite. Uh, and he also plugged his Twitch and said, hey, this is approved by AEW. A little slap in the face to WWE.
1: What do you think about that? I like the slap in the face, I guess, right? Why not?
0: Well, yeah, because, you know, WWE, as we know, uh, said all third-party um Uh, third-party income has to stop and halt. You can't use your WWE name to go on Cameo and things like that. Uh, And AEW says, well, you can't over here. How about that? Suck it easy. You know, (laughs) so I thought that was cool. Uh, As we go into Dynamite, Kip Sabian uh, reveals that his best man uh, is none other than the debuting Miro, formerly known as WWE's Rusev. Uh, Miro is all elite. What do you, what do you think about that?
1: Okay. I I like, it's going to be hard to start calling this guy something different than Rusev for one. Uh, Miro, I like this guy. Um, he gave us what we traditionally referred to as the WWE star goes to impact speech.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. Um, Definitely.
1: But I mean, that's clearly something he felt, um, (laughs) you, you know? So I don't know how that, that – clearly that relationship didn't end well. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what he'll do there. Um, he's definitely not somebody I would book immediately as the Diesel to Kip Sabian Shawn Michaels. You know what I mean? I would have put him above that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. interested to see what happens here.
0: Yeah, I like the spot that they put him in where – how you mentioned typically when we see a former WWE guy go to what was Impact, it would just be in the main event title picture. This new uh former WWE star challenges the heavyweight champion. This was different. This was mid card. N- no real fanfare. No teases yeah, or vignettes leading up to it. Yeah. And so I, I applaud AEW for doing it a different way, bringing someone in that actually surprised me when Miro came out. I was like, son of a bitch. That's fucking cool. Like, all right. Now his blonde hair, eh, yeah, the going to be look kind of go. Yeah. You know, the, the buffed out Eminem the, look the is, is you know, Scott we'll see how that yeah. goes over. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I did think it was pretty funny how he was brought into a wedding storyline as that was probably the last storyline he was in in WWE. I thought that was pretty interesting. Like they're just going right into another wedding kind of thing. Uh, but the one that I'm excited about for this whole story of however it unfolds is Kip Sabian. I'm a big fan of Kip Sabian. I think he could be a TNT champion uh, type of a guy. And I think getting the rub off of a Miro who's going to bring in eyes from WWE only helps him. So I'm excited to see where Kip Sabian ends up after this feud uh, again. Penelope Ford is another great talent. Uh, so maybe she can get some good promos and vignettes uh, in on this uh, storyline that we're going to see. Um, and with, you know, pro wrestling weddings, who knows what's going to happen, right? Miro might end up marrying Penelope Ford. We have no idea. And I, I, yeah, I like these that never aspect go of well. it as well. Yeah, these never go well. These always have some type of weird, fun moment. Uh, obviously, Rusev. Um, interrupted lana's marriage to uh to bobby lashley and then we got a lesbian angle for five minutes and that went away so that was the last time we saw a wedding who knows what aew is going to do this is the first time that they've done a little of the shtick right of uh, a pro wrestling wedding so we'll see what their take on this is
1: yeah i'm interested i am interested to see AEW's. you know what's an all elite wedding
0: yeah we'll see Uh, All right, let's get back to the all-out 2020 results. Uh, The next match after the Kip Sabian Penelope Ford backstage segment was the eight-man grudge match, the Dark Order taking on the Natural Nightmares. Now, I will say this. I listened back. I did say this can go one of two ways. Either the Dark Order just dismantles the Natural Nightmares and look like badasses that reign over AEW, which should have been the right move. Or I said uh, Matt Cardona gets the victory over Brody Lee. And then we go to a TNT championship. I was 90% right on that second one. It was, it was Dustin Rhodes. And then he got his championship match at dynamite. So I wasn't too far off. I just picked the wrong one. You damn it. Pick the right, the right way on, uh, this match, the dark order picked up the victory, well, the nut, um, right, yeah. or excuse me, the, the natural nightmares picked up the victory. Um,
1: The match was good, though, right? Yeah, I just, you know, if if it wasn't there, I also wouldn't have missed it, you know. I agree. Let's talk
0: about that for a quick second, because I I did want to get into this specifically with the pay-per-view. This felt, you know, although I really did enjoy all of the content, this was almost four hours long. This felt like a WWE pay-per-view as far as length, and I felt like you could have got rid of this match and put it on Dynamite the week before (laughs) and got the I same I think outcome. this is supposed to be uh, one of their big
1: ones though right because this was the big one first this was the big one they first actually had branded under the name aw right because all in was, was that's true just that's true a thing right it was just a their first thing indie yeah scene show mm-hmm.
0: you're right you're correct um but yeah, I. But for four hours, I think they should learn from WWE that we don't like four, four hours, hours yeah. of anything is too long.
1: Especially, yeah, hodgepodging. I mean, I know this is where you guys went was, hey, Dark Order's is going to take on the the family, right? That runs the show, right? So, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. without Cody there, it feels kind of weird, right? Because these are a bunch of job squad guys.
0: Well, Brody Lee, even after um, beating up Cardona a little bit in the match, he yells, "Where's Cody?" So Cody's still this you know cloud that hangs over this storyline, at least during the pay per view match, uh, to where yeah, it, it did feel a little awkward. Um, but hey, I did like though. Well, go this, ahead.
1: This TNT match, the TNT title match. Um, damn. Uh, them two fucking skyscrapers went out there and, and threw down. And was that a Canadian destroyer? I saw that seventy-year-old guy do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the natural nightmares pick up the victory on uh, the pay-per-view, the All Out, and then that led to Dustin Rhodes, who got the pinfall victory, getting a title shot uh, against Brody Lee for the TNT Championship. Uh, as you mentioned, seventy-eight-year-old uh, uh, Dustin Rose does a Canadian destroyer. That guy, uh, has he wrestled is a big bastard decades. too. Yeah, I think he wrestled <laughs> yeah, Moses. I think he did. I'm pretty sure I think, that was yeah, on I think the he first was card. A,
1: headlined the first Olympics.
0: Yeah, I. I you know what? Yeah. I think we so. don't fact check. I think so. when he was thirty. 30- Yeah, I think when he was 36 years old, he competed in the first Olympics. I think you're right. So the interesting part, I thought, from both the pay-per-view match and then the main event of Dynamite was how Brody Lee is essentially pissed off at Colt Cabana. So Colt Cabana gets the loss, or Colt Cabana uh, doesn't really perform his spot in the pay-per-view match, and then after uh, the match... Brody Lee just cuts him down, tells him to get out of the ring, and then when you fast-forward to Dynamite, Brody Lee gets the victory. Everyone comes in to celebrate with Brody Lee. Brody Lee tells Colt Cabana, get the fuck out of here. Uh, so are we leading to Colt Cabana versus Brody I Lee guess. here Since
1: The whole Colt Cabana thing has felt... I keep getting reminded it's going on, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, but you're still not doing anything with it. So,
0: yeah, I think... I think you could do two things here. Uh, I think you can do Colt Cabana versus Brody Lee. Colt Cabana realizes this Colt is not for him. Or we start to see Colt Cabana really show his allegiance to Brody Lee, doubles down on the heel tactics and says, I am a loyal foot, foot, foot soldier. Watch what I do to, you know, Scorpio Sky or whoever it is. So we'll see where they go there. I hope they go that route. I hope they go. Colt Cabana doubles down. He is now Brody Lee turns him into almost a monster. He can't control. That would be an interesting aspect. If you see the, Hey Colt Cabana, you can't hang, hang with the, the dark order. You're obviously not cut out for this. And Colt Cabana goes, well, let me show you something you motherfucker. And now we've got this unhinged, you know, cult cabana that we've never seen before. And Brody Lee's like, I do not be cult cabana. I don't know, to <laughs> like, I don't know how to handle call this. Call
1: himself that. Like, think of the merch opportunities.
0: Well, there is, I think, I don't know if it's on shopaw.com, uh, but there is a cult cabana shirt that he's wore uh, before. Uh, but I want to see him lean into the well, that's heel, what I mean. like, get right, dark, be right? the like, guy. Let's
1: get dark and do something evil. Cult cabana.
0: Because then right because then you could do again if you're if you're fantasy booking this storyline you could do almost a where does the dark order legion go brody lee or colt cabana Mm -hmm. you know if colt cabana doubles down and says like i'm the fucking man like colt cabana could start the dark order wolf pack
1: and then brody lee could have the dark order hollywood
0: Oh man, the merch there. Oh, and if Colt Cabana had the Wolfpack song as he red walked
1: out, instead of black. Oh,
0: oh man, someone should do that buddy. idea.
1: We are, buddy.
0: We buddy. are. But anyhow, I, I really do think that would be interesting if Colt Cabana becomes this monster that no one can. can I love uh, it, and why not? God damn, rain it. in
1: that would be one of the coolest things going on in wrestling. If Colt Cabana became evil dude and started like making it to where like. Brody Lee was kind of nervously laughing because like, oh, my God, is this a psychopath?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I don't want them to do classic pro wrestling where it's just now it's uh, Colt Cabana versus Brody Lee. But we shall see. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt because AEW typically has done cool shit. So maybe this is where they're going with that storyline. All right, let's get into my favorite storyline in all of pro wrestling. The next match, it was the AEW World Tag Team Champion uh, championship match: uh, Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega taking on FTR. FTR would get the victory. Uh, Post match, we saw Kenny Omega essentially leave uh, Hangman <laughs> out to dry. Didn't really attack him, but didn't uh, didn't catch him when he fell. Um, walked out said young bucks you're either with me or you're not got into a uh a private vehicle uh took off he was pissed left his phone apparently didn't grab anything did you notice that he just walked yeah, out just of the ring nipples and out into a car that's right yeah no shirt where we going who fucking knows i'm just no gone. shirt no shoes no uh, service uh, bullshit that, i'm
1: kenny omega i'm gonna kick you in the face
0: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so FTR gets the win. Now, FTR did a little bit of a hokey WWE thing where they had the mid-card uh, tag teams out there on Dynamite, cutting them all down, saying Billy Gunn's older than uh, Dustin Rhodes, yeah. uh, saying that Christopher Daniels and uh, Kazarian would be a great yeah, match 20 years fun. ago, which was a fun little line. Uh, but it was a very WWE, you know, celebrating our victory kind of thing. The real money, I thought, was the promos from Kenny Omega oh, and yeah. Adam Page. So Hangman says, hey, that was all my fault. I'm hoping we can get back together, climb the ranks again because we're the best team. Uh, we held it down here forever. Yeah. Well, you know, but he do also it again.
1: had – this is what I've been talking about. Like he had that tangent where he's staring off into space and he's kind of like, I mean, I'm an idiot. Like I, I do dumb things. You know what I mean? Like paraphrasing here, right? You know, he's like, it's I all my fault. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have done it like he was down on himself like it was like hangman's got depression.
0: Yeah. But then Kenny Omega and I don't know if I'm really paraphrasing I could be direct quoting said I gave a year to to act team wrestling mm. I'm ready to do a singles run cuz I'm re- I'm ready to do the things that people thought I was going to do when we started this company.
1: Yeah. That's the interesting well, he disconnect. Said, when he, you know, because when JR asked him he's like what do you think you know are you going to try to get back together and he was like if that's what he's thinking He's like, he should probably find something else to do, <laughs> right? Like, oh, it's like poor hangman. Uh. Yeah.
0: Right. And so now what do we do? Do we get the sympathetic baby face and hangman Adam page? Do we get the cleaner Kenny Omega? It seems that way, but they are doing such great slow build with this because I'm invested a hundred percent and they haven't made a misstep yet, in my opinion. And this was even better because it like wasn't a love story. hangman comes out to the right. Right. But what they did is they they did it in a realistic way because the typical pro wrestling thing to do is Hangman kicks off the show or you know kicks off the top of the hour and is like Kenny we need to talk about this you know what happened wasn't right uh, we need to make things you know good again and then Kenny Omega attacks him and then get we get a beatdown it wasn't that at all it was legitimately felt like two real guys one guy's like no we're good and the other one's like you know what I don't think we you know are. And that is where this I find is it. Pro interesting.
1: wrestling's Ross and Rachel. One one of them is into it at one point, and the other one isn't at another point, and they they kind of keep like once in a mm-hmm. while they're both in on it and they're doing great things, and then it's like, nah, fuck that, you know, like this is back and forth. That's that's what this is. That's the Hangman Kenny Omega saga. Is pro wrestling's Ross and Rachel
0: well and then you add the curveball of what this is doing to the young bucks as we the mentioned friends. earlier it seems like they're going heel right they're they're the uh, chandler and uh monica you know they like they're good together but where do they go where do they end up on yeah, this well, whole family, spectrum right? of yeah. friendship <laughs> and so uh this is interesting. I, I think it's really cool that this one issue is affecting so many people and they're doing it in a way that seems very relatable, you know, because if I had a problem with a friend, I'm not going to just go, well, this is done. I'm going to attack you. It's, hey, man, I don't, I, I think we're good. And then it builds into well, why, why do you think, you know, we should blah, 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 blah. And then it gets into a fight, right? Like that's how it escalates. Uh, is a slow burn. So I love this. This is great. This is my favorite story in pro wrestling. Absolutely love it.
1: Uh, Yeah, I love it too. Um, I can't wait to see more.
0: All right, now let's get into the gimmick match of the night from All Out 2020. It was Jericho versus Cassidy 3, but this time in a Mimosa Mayhem match. Uh, Orange Cassidy picks up the victory, uh, looks strong. Uh, Jericho swimming in the Mimosa.
1: It was pretty good, right? Yeah, match was pretty good. I mean, what are you going to expect out of something like this? Um, I, You did, I think, listen to the Eddie Kingston interview on Talk is Jericho.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. if you caught in there when he, like, Jericho said that, like, when he first came in, he was like, he had a problem with casting the best friends. He's like, what, this is it? Like, you guys are your best friends, and you put your hands in your pockets? Like, get out of here. And then he said, like, he, like somebody else kind of schooled him up and was like, no, man, look, like, just pay attention. Right, like just watch and then he was like, oh, okay, I get it. And that's why he was like, All right, I'm gonna work with this guys. Um It's interesting, you know? Yeah.
0: Jericho yeah, Jericho said he didn't like Orange Cassidy and he also didn't like yeah, Marco, Marco Stunt. Stunt. Didn't understand yeah, yeah. what the appeal was. Yeah, and, and now look at him. I mean Marco Stunt has a broken foot, I think, right now, so he's a little bit uh hampered from a push, but still doing really fun things with Jurassic Express. And then yeah, Orange Cassidy, uh looking like a million dollars here, picking up the the victory in the feud with uh, Chris Jericho. And then on top of that, on dynamite squashes uh, that one poor bastard in the tag team. I can't think of his name right now. Um, Let me try to look it up here. He beat. uh, Uh, was it? it Serpentico.
1: No, was it uh, Angelico Angelico,
0: with Jack Evans? Yeah. Hybrid twos. Angelico (laughs) with uh, Jack Evans. Um yeah, Orange Cassidy squashes him. So now we've gone from Orange Cassidy barely does 3 kicks to squash yeah. matches. That's pretty incredible in a calendar year to, Power to see Jericho a transformation too. like that, right? Yeah. This is this is great. Uh I wonder though, you know, the, the the beauty of the Orange Cassidy character is at any moment he can just be like, "You know what? I don't care anymore." Right, like he he can do the hey you saw what I did, but you know what, the best friends I think I want to hang out with them, and they're like, don't you want that title match? And he's nah, I don't. Was like like he could do mean, that. Yeah, on the I mean
1: some Drop of a hat, that, but yeah. I'm not trying to do it right now. <laughs> you know, like yeah. You know, one day it clicks, right? All of a sudden uh, we just see it. We're just like he takes the glasses off and stares, and he's like, now it's time.
0: Yeah. And then post-match on the dynamite match. Uh, so again, uh, on, on all out, uh, the Mimosa mayhem match, orange Cassidy picks up the victory. Chris Jericho's hanging out in the Mimosa. Then you fast forward to dynamite orange Cassidy, as I mentioned, gets the uh, squash victory. Uh, but then, uh, Santana and Ortiz attack him which then brings out the best friends which uh, extends that rivalry and then next week we're going to see a street fight or a parking lot fight between best friends and Santana and Ortiz uh, that, that should be fun right
1: fun. the best friends are great man went, like that just felt so real and then we was like you know, you know he's like you don't gotta find us in the parking lot you just meet us in the parking lot mm-hmm.
0: yeah and then you're gonna he's like yeah and you're gonna apologize yeah. to my mom yeah <laughs> It's fucking great. Like, I mm. love it. Uh, One thing I mentioned to you off air that I thought this episode of Dynamite, as we kind of popcorn back and forth between the two events, uh, did really well, is it essentially said, hey, all out happened and now they're moving on. And what we saw from Chris Jericho is now he's going to be a tag wrestler with Jake Hager. Uh, he took out uh, Janela and Sonny Kiss and said, hey, we're coming after tag team titles. So I think that's really good. Keep him kind of important, but not in that main event storyline. Jericho, that is. Uh, do you like that tag team? No.
1: I mean, I, I it's good to tie up Chris Jericho and take him out of the world title scene and keep him from just being the guy at the booth once in a while for no reason. Um and then it gives the him leading his faction, it still gives them something to do, right? And they can make their promos mm-hmm. and their fun things without mm-hmm. it being pointless. But only reason I say no is a well, two reasons, Jake Hager. And uh it's their seventeenth tag team? Like what are we doing here? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it does feel a little bit bloated on that tag team scene with so many teams now just Vying for a spot, we just mentioned, best friends. They had just had a, a a tag team championship match not three months ago, and now they almost feel like an afterthought in in the title picture because they're feuding with Santana and Ortiz, who's also another great tag team. But like, they can't even get a sh- a shot at the tag team championships now because there's 500 teams, like you mentioned. Yeah,
1: it. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't. I don't like it, but it, it'll be what I, it is.
0: I, I like it. I like. I like Jericho's spot. I just think that we need to, well, we need to do two things. If if we're going to be honest, at least in my eyes, for AEW, we need either, and I mentioned this before, we need to take AEW Dark as a television show and not just enhancement talent matches, uh, and start telling stories there, or we need to add a second show because there's just so much talent here that needs to be having their stories told a little bit more uh, because we just have so much of a backlog on talent, which is a good thing, right? Like it's better to have more than what you uh, know what to do with than less. But as a viewer, I need to see what's going on here. I mean, we're still missing some key players here. Pac still isn't even on uh, Dynamite yet because of travel restrictions and things like that. So, Hey, you um, picked that guy to win yeah, I the, think we uh, need
1: to- the uh, Casino Battle Royale. Yeah. Huh? yeah. That's I, mean, why you're I was close. Be doing
0: John Cena. I was close. Yeah. I hey, look, I was close. I picked his. Uh, uh, you know that spot was filled by his deflated brother Matt Seidel. so you know it wasn't as if I went Does too far. Like, off yeah, the, it looks like the, the rails,
1: the skinny version of Pac.
0: Yeah. So I was close, but you were the you were right. You picked Lance Archer. I got to do John Cena. Never give up. Thanks a lot for picking that, fans, listeners, Table Nation. You jerks uh so let's get into the main event of all out it was the world heavyweight championship match between john moxley and number one ranked mjf accompanied by Wardlow. uh john moxley gets the win using the paradigm shift which was banned uh as the referee was distracted uh this was a hard hitting match didn't you think
1: it was i did think that and you kind of called that too right like you said He hits him with that while the back is turned. That gives him the out to be like, Mm -hmm. what the hell? Which is kind of what we saw in Dynamite. That promo and that whole stare down with Wardlow was awesome. Uh, But back to the match, yes. I mean, just just smacking it.
0: I thought this was a great match to show MJF is a real top-level heel. I thought that was the part that was the most impressive. He went from a mid-card great promo guy to someone who you can say that maybe is our top heel in the company he went from the jungle boy that was really cool hey you cut the promo where you mentioned WWE isn't that cool to now this guy's on the same level as Jericho which we saw on dynamite with that amazing promo that to kick off the so show fun. where they're patting each other on the back and then they're like fucking losers or whatever yeah. they said at the end God, that was uh, fun.
1: it was the great shoot- the, the yeah, cinematography I- of that all of that was great
0: yeah, and then, as you mentioned, that promo where Wardlow uh, and MJF kind of had a come-to-Jesus meeting, and and uh, MJF mentioned, it's not Tony Khan who signs your paychecks, it's me, so you might want to jump in line. And Wardlow had to tuck his tail between his legs and say, God damn it, all right, I will. But well, it seems like we, we're starting the, yeah, he got, the sinister. Uh, he got Diesel, Shawn Michaels of type the- of thing.
1: I'm a snobby, look at me, and got like a, hey, motherfucker, I'm in charge here, and I run shit, and I can Mm -hmm. fucking put you back on the street, and, you know, like, fucking, you want to do something, and let's go make some things happen, or do you want to be fucking, you know, (laughs) like, ooh.
0: Yeah, I I liked it a lot. Uh, This was a great transition uh, for MJF, uh, I thought that was I thought that's the biggest takeaway I had from all out. Besides that, I really enjoyed it is that MJF really solidified himself. He can be a top level guy. He he showed it in this match uh, and he's been showing it with this promo. So I was really impressed with that. Now, on the other side of the coin, John Moxley picks up the victory. I did like his promo on Dynamite where he's like. Son yeah. of a bitch! I just like I just beat MJF, and now this Lance Archer yep. cocksucker. What? And the yeah, fuck? Like It never gets oh any God. easier, does not <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's the John Moxley. If you're not gonna do the zany, uh, you know, weird shoulder things, which I think you need to to pump the brakes on, do more of the like, guys. Isn't this fucking crazy? Like, I'm still winning matches, but they still well, keep coming. Well, it's just coming. that he's real, right? Uh, he does, he, I like He has that.
1: no, um, he's a guy, if you ever listen to him do a real interview, we saw it in person. Check out the backlog. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't have the, I'm going to say anything fake or I'm going to like fluff a word or anything to make, you know, there's no sarcasm in what he's saying to you. Well, I mean, there may be if he's trying to fucking be a, you know I mean, make, give you a put down. But you get what I'm saying? Like, he's not sugarcoating a word. Mm-hmm. He's not uh, exaggerating a number. He's not nothing. So, yeah, do that, right? Like, he's not going like, oh, I saw and I, and I saw who it was. I was like, all right, well, just ready to tackle this next challenge. No. He was like, then I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> this fucking right. bastard shit. Uh, what am I going to have to do? Yeah, it,
0: it feels... It feels a lot like, you know, the 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 thing that I enjoy the most about the John Moxley character is when he does these things, and it feels uh, when he does this, he feels more like um, uh, Danny Glover from um, Lethal Weapon. uh, Lethal Weapon, where it's like, yeah, where it's like I'm too old for this shit, and that's fun. And he does less of the Stone Cold Steve Austin cosplay. That'll be more relatable. I'm just a badass. That would be more relatable to to people. Yeah. is is the man I'm champ and I still want to be champ but shit this it was is a the, tall task yes, and that's where something people can get behind
1: man right but he was tough and he was going through the zany world of the MJFs and the Brody Lees and the and the whatever but he's still able to kind of mm-hmm. be like still you know what I mean like <laughs> still on top right because just beat the shit out of these fucks and you know ask questions later right that kind of
0: I, and I also like how he's winning matches. He wins matches creatively. As I mentioned, or as you mentioned, I, I did kind of say that this was how the match was going to go, which wasn't bad. I thought that was really cool. It showed that he's a clever champion. Uh, and then it showed even before that, when he took out Brody Lee, he had to do it with a rear naked choke because Brody Lee was just not going to be pinned. So I like that he shows not just the show up, finisher, leave guy, he's doing things uh, as a thoughtful champion. Uh, and that's really cool. I I like that a lot. So what's next? That was it, huh? Well, that was, that was the end of the show. Uh, as as we mentioned dynamite, um, uh, we, we had some moments in there. Uh, the, the show did end and I'm talking about dynamite here, just to clarify, we did end with a, a teased announcement throughout the entire show. um, It was this teased announcement from Cody and not uh, a a pro wrestling announcement. Apparently, he's going to be a judge in a a takeoff of America's Got Talent, which I thought was kind of a letdown to do that throughout the entire show.
1: Yes. Yeah, I forgot all about that. God, that one. I seriously was like, "This this is what's going on. This is it and then
0: well it's it's one thing if you're just gonna do that in the middle of the show right like hey i'm cody recovering from injury but i got a great opportunity to be a co-host with you know burt kreischer who i love burt kreischer uh and snoop dogg and all this stuff it's called the big show or the go big show or whatever it is uh that's fine but when you're teasing it the entire time and you i think it's called the go big Big yeah it's
1: like go big or something I mean, it's the Go Big Show. Go, like, big, go show. big
0: Show. Yeah, like Go Big Show. <laughs> go Big Show. That it is a pro wrestling show. We co- we totally missed yeah, it. Yeah, we didn't Tim. understand. It is a pro wrestling show. It's a it's an empowerment for Paul White. Go Big Show. Go Big. Sh- no, okay. Um, to close the show with that turd of announcement, that was kind of a miss. I I get uh, what they're trying to go for, but you don't do that. At least in my opinion, you don't close a show with a non wrestling announcement from one of your biggest stars.
1: Yeah, I agree. It was, a, it was kind of a, a letdown,
0: but yeah, so AEW this week, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, there was a little bit of, uh, missteps as far as like, in my opinion, the length well, of the show was a little bit too long, but it happened and it was good. And I enjoyed it. They set such a high bar, that I've always been entertained. I have yet to really be upset with what they do besides
1: Jim well, Ross. Well, now that you mentioned Jim Ross, let's swing it over to the other side of the table and go to hashtag Tweet the table, which you listening uh, at home or in your car, wherever you are, uh, when you're watching wrestling, use hashtag Tweet the Table uh, with any wrestling thought you may have. And we might, if it's interesting or if you've got a thought or a question or something funny to say, if it's really good, it's really, really good. We'll read it right here. And at the ultimate one says, Excalibur's over here Sounded like the friend that butts into conversations by saying, well, actually, hashtag tweet the table.
0: You know, there are three guys that are doing the same thing. Again, we need, some, we need better roles. Uh, as I mentioned, A.W. Dark, uh, even though it's a show where it's just, hey, we got to get some guys wins and hey, we want to show some fun moves, the chemistry between Taz and... And Excalibur is great because Taz is the heel and Excalibur's the lead guy, a- and they're not doing the same thing. And it-, it sounds so much better than on Dynamite when it's three lead guys all trying to be the lead guy, and it just they're stepping yeah. on each other.
1: Yeah, I am. Um, I, you're right. He's not bad at being a play by play. If he was a play by play guy in NXT or something, we'd be like, yeah, he's not. You know, it's good. But he's just again, like you said, we've got. Shivani, <laughs> Ross, and this guy all doing the same thing. So it just doesn't work well.
0: Oh, did you catch the big controversy? Not big, but it was a controversial statement said by Jim Ross on All Out where uh, Anna J he thought maybe had a wardrobe malfunction. And he said, was that a wardrobe malfunction or is that just my imagination uh, no. playing tricks on me? Yikes. And, yeah. And again... I know what he was trying to be there. He even apologized, said it was a poor taste of humor. Yeah, but again, man, d- stop sounding like Werther's original. That's
1: Jerry Lawler. Get Loller out of off here. On you buddy.
0: Yeah, it's just no, you got just, the Jerry Lawlers on. Ugh. You. Ugh.
1: <laughs> Nobody wants yeah. the Jerry Lawlers again. on them, right? You know, you get the Jerry Lawlers on you.
0: No, no. Uh, <laughs> it was like I. I empathize with I I totally understand where he's coming from when he says I want to get back in the game. I had an unfortunate event where my wife passed away. Uh, I'm known as one of the greatest of all time. I still feel like I'm one of the greatest of all time. Let me jump back in here and do my thing. okay? but we now have a year of you being a D minus in your position. So maybe it's time to do something different. Can you go find some talent? You did that really good, too, right? Remember when you found Brock and Stone Cold and The Rock and Mick Foley and all that stuff? Maybe go do that, because this is past you by, pal. It's just not good. Uh, But Shivani's awesome. I do love Shivani. He seems like he's having such a great time, and I feel... Uh, even though we can't see him all the time, I always feel like he has a smile yes. on his face as like the wind blows he through his hair. He feels
1: like a guy where you're like, "Dude, can we go hang out with Shivani?" Like he seems, <laughs> seems like he'd have a great time with him. Like just like you know, we're not gonna go drink Although, beers. We're just gonna go hang out, and talk to Shivani. We're gonna go, you know, watch a you know watch a game or something.
0: <laughs> Although I will say uh, one criticism I had of him, just specifically from All Out is uh he called a lot of guys kids and some of these kids are in their 40s so it's kind of weird when you're saying oh this kid got the the victory or that kid with a great move it's maybe calm down that uh the yeah, kid talk. you know yeah. these are men yeah and i understand what he's doing because he is so much older than all of these people but still when you're talking to the audience maybe don't cut them down and make him sound like yeah, fifth graders maybe so. that's all i'm saying uh but again their bar is so much higher than anything I can remember in recent memory from a uh, from a wrestling company, and I have just loved everything they've been doing. But let's get on to the uh the WWE side of things. Uh the big news, uh at least in my eyes, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Tim, uh, but we saw a new NXT yeah, champion. NXT kicked the show Balor. off that way
1: too, right? Uh Adam Cole Bay Bay take takes on Finn Balor, uh which notice there allowed him to use that prince a lot now he must have worked something out there Mm -hmm. right um i wonder if they're Mm going to transition to using that a whole lot more or just like they're letting him you know acknowledge it i guess i don't know
0: yeah but it was a really good match and i'm really a huge fan of the decision to make finn the champion with given circumstances uh this establishes that he's doing something you know i've mentioned on this podcast a couple times like what is finn doing where is he? Why is he kicking off the show? What is he up to? And now he's champ. Now he can be someone again. Uh, he feels important uh, like he was a couple of years ago. So I'm excited to see what they do with Finn moving yep. forward.
1: Um, let's see. NXT then. Uh, so Tegan Knox had dinner with the Garganos and Johnny Gargano was fun. Man, I don't know if you saw where he was like, I got to admit, this is uh, awkward, right? Is it me?
0: <laughs> yeah, he's doing this better. At first, it felt like a because re- he seems like such a nice guy, uh, longtime listener, uh, heavy set, uh, I, I believe knows Johnny Gargano. I mean, pretty I, think, yeah, well. I think he's been,
1: uh, you know, I, I don't know how well they know each other personally for sure. You know, I mean, we'd have to ask him, but.
0: Well, but he, what I'm saying is like he's following yes. his career and everything that I've seen from heavy set, he said uh, that, you know, Johnny Gargano is the nicest guy in the world. And it does seem like that way. And when he first started doing this heel stuff, it felt like a really nice guy trying to be angry. And he's just not an angry person. But in the last couple of weeks, he's been yeah, doing things creepy, like what you dark. said, where it's like, this yeah. is awkward, right? Yeah. And this part of the heel character of Johnny Gargano is really doing uh, well, in my yeah.
1: opinion. Yeah. It's super awesome. Um, Velveteen Dream beating up Ashanti uh, Adonis. Right? Ashanti. Well, I don't know how they said it right. Um, but, uh, he also got a little hurt. It seems like, but uh, the dream
0: Velveteen dream, Velveteen dream, it's uh, dead,
1: huh? it
0: feels, it feels as if he's done doing the same thing that I just criticized Finn for doing a couple weeks ago where it's like, what are we doing with him? Why, where, where is his direction? What's his purpose? What's his story? Uh, and right now it just feels like fit. It feels like uh, Velveteen dream is just mad. No. That's and so, all it is. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not really that invested. Well, because
1: yeah. again, you know, you've only got so many roles for people. And I think here next, it looks like they're ramping up on some Bronson Reed right now. He gets the win over Austin Theory. What'd you think of that?
0: So I love Austin Theory. I, I think he's great. I, I'm a big fan of his from his evolved days. I got really excited when he went to Raw and was the disciple of Seth Rollins, apparently behind the scenes. Uh, He got into some hot water doing some inappropriate things, Gets sent back down to NXT uh, and then gets squashed. So I was sad to see that because again, I'm a big fan of the Austin theory character. I don't know him personally. I've met him once. He was a great guy when I saw him very nice and pleasant. But again, if he did those horrible things, he did those horrible things. Uh, So that's where my takeaway was when I watched it, you know, being me now watching it for, for the podcast, Bronson Reed's awesome. Isn't he like, this fat bastard is just tubbing around, looking cool, looking mean. He's a Dude, thick I love boy, his, um, video slapping his on meat his on people. Like
1: when, he's, when, he, when he first walks in, it looks cool.
0: He's great. I, I think, yeah, I think he can be the bowling ball of NXT where, you know, uh, make him uh, Vader-like, where he can do the fun moves when you need it. But he's going to stand there and fucking shoulder check you out of this ring if he wants to as well. So uh, build up. Bronson Reed more and more. I'm I'm a big fan of his. Yeah,
1: another bowling ball, Killian Dane taking on Roderick Strong, uh, strong picking up the win. I don't care for either of these guys really much. I feel
0: as if the undisputed era needs to do something. One thing I picked up on uh, on the social media for WWE is post match uh, on the Finn versus Adam Cole. Uh, Adam Cole and Finn do the, hey, that was a good match, and they do the too sweet hand gesture to each other, and it just made me feel, what are we doing with Undisputed Era? Now it just feels as if Adam Cole's full babyface, but the rest of his group is wandering around, bumping into people like Killian Dane for no apparent reason, and then losing. Like, what... Again, what are we doing? You know, like, that's what I felt from this week of NXT is we had real direction with one storyline and everything else was, well, I guess we got an hour and 20 minutes to fill. So,
1: yeah, I mean, so the main names. event wasn't terrible, though, with the steel cage match, this Rhea Ripley Mercedes Martinez with the Robert Stone thing. I mean, they went they went hard at it. And I mean, you know, they're the two colossals uh in that division right so and uh ripley picking up the win they're pretty well establishing her right they're gonna they're gonna keep her as a um the the new age charlotte yeah
0: yeah i guess she she's not some something i'm a fan of I, I, her as a person i don't know right like she's fine but i don't really care about the the character well, there isn't the much of is kind of weird yeah, it's just I make look, loud look, I no eyes.
1: I Great.
0: Yeah. It, it, okay. And that you know, I, I you, It would be cool if her and um uh uh punishment Martinez. What's his What's his WWE name? Damien um,
1: Priest. The uh, Damian Priest. I would North American champion. Yeah. If they it's were Damian a couple. <laughs> yeah.
0: If, if Damien Priest and uh, what's her ass. Uh, we're a couple. That would be cool, like a rock star couple where they're just partying all the time. Again, I want to write things for adults, so I would make well, I them. I would rather, like, yeah. Um, I would
1: rather Robert Stone be the Harvey Whippleman to her, versus you know what I mean, her fighting his crew.
0: Yeah, and it looks like uh, Martinez is gone. Post uh, NXT, uh, he kicked her out of the Robert Stone brand. Uh, served her papers and a restraining order. She ripped them up. I uh, said that was kind of bullshit. That's two now that are, have left the Robert Stone brand. So you have uh, Martinez, and then before that, you had Chelsea Green, both rumored to be in uh, retribution. Maybe that's the reason why. Uh, but Robert Stone brand not looking too great as far as uh, keeping people in uh, uh, keeping people in business and, and happy. Yeah,
1: well, that was NXT. I mean, you know, it, like you said, highlighted by the Finn Balor. It's a new chapter. Uh, a couple of weeks removed from what the other new chapter was going to be, but hey, now we're we got the refresh. Let's go.
0: Yeah, let's go. Let's see what happens here. Uh, I'm excited to see who the first challenger for Finn will be uh, and what he can do as champion in this you know, stripped down version, more raw uh style of of a Finn Balor mm-hmm. character.
1: Uh Smackdown side, I like the Roman Reigns heel turn and I like what they did with the uh with the Jimmy Uso. Um and they, you know, they kind of highlighted him and clearly he's going to somehow, you know, screw him all over along the way, right? To further cement the dastardly heel, right?
0: Yeah, the nuances was what I really enjoyed the Roman Reigns heel character here. Uh, my favorite part of all of it is backstage when Uso was talking to Reigns, uh, and he's like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to win. And Reigns was like, yeah, hopefully you can finally do this. Yeah, he was Rome. like,
1: I know if, you, if it was you and your brother, I have no doubts.
0: And that's such a, that's such a subtle backhanded insult because it's, hey, I hope you win. Because I really don't
1: think you can. Like, well, that's fun way to do it. You know, I can't get a call back or something. You know what I mean? Like, clearly setting the tone, they're like, oh, hey, you know, they've been trying to, you know, I'm trying to reach out to this guy. You ain't calling back. What's up? And I liked how, uh,
0: again, the nuances of the Roman Reigns heel turn is, is really fun right now. Uh, if you notice when Uso and Reigns ran into each other, Paul Heyman almost stepped in front and in between Reigns and Uso. And Reigns was like, I've got this, don't worry Like, Go ahead and take off And then that's when Uso's like, hey, what, what's up with this Paul Heyman Why aren't you calling me back? And he's like, I got it, like, shut up And, and it, it's it's subtle That's that's when wrestling is at its best Very much to how I mentioned the, the Kenny Omega and Adam uh, Page storyline It's these subtleties It's not this beat you over the head He's so angry now, the yeah, fans didn't like him like, What does that
1: mean?
0: Yeah yeah, make us come to you know, get us to point A to point B. You you go ninety percent, we'll get the rest of the you know the ten percent to, the, to a the podcast. Line. If you that's tell me all like. the
1: reasons, I ain't got nothing to talk about.
0: Yeah, exactly. So uh, the the nuances in this Roman Reigns heel turn is is really fun to see, and I like it a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, we had more Sami Zayn. I mean, that felt like that spun its wheels, right? That was really it. That was SmackDown. Was it, huh? I don't really care that. Yeah, the SmackDown female, was. Yeah, the uh, are still doing their well, thing, was, but you know. Yeah,
0: I felt. Oh no, no, we have to. Oh, we don't have to talk about. It. But the other big SmackDown thing, it was forty-two minutes of the show. Uh, Bailey turned on. Oh yeah, that's right. um, Sasha that, Banks yeah, post-match.
1: Yeah, yeah, she did. Went crazy on her.
0: Yeah, took her head and put it in a chair and stomped on it. Yeah, I forgot beat that the shit was out of her knee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That's been a long week, um, but yeah. So now Bailey versus Sasha roles reversed from 2015. Uh, I actually, I'm not a fan of Sasha as a babyface. I think she sucks. I think she's a natural, naturally unlikable person. Uh, I don't enjoy uh, any part of her character, um, but Bailey as the heel is awesome. I, I don't want her to be the baby face cuz even though I think she's a better baby face than Sasha uh, I also think she's a better heel yeah, than Sasha she's just uh, than so Sasha. heels usually yeah and heels usually drive the storyline so I'm glad that it's Bailey um and I just hope she fucking murders Sasha. I'm going to be all in on the the heel Bailey on Sasha. Whatever she does to her, I'm yeah. going to applaud. I'm going to stand up in my living room and cheer until Sasha yeah. like has to retire.
1: That's yeah, over mess. on the Raw side, their big storyline is Drew McIntyre. And I kind of like what they did here this week. Um, They kind of gave him a little bit of a sloughing off authority, right? And uh, they're like, hey, get out of here. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm right on that. Bam, hit him again. they like, hey man, I thought we told you he was like, Oh yeah, you know, it was just uh thing. Sorry, I'm I'm leaving. Sorry, my bad, right? Like kinda kinda kept going through that the whole night. I like that.
0: Yeah, and uh side note before I get give you my uh hot take on Drew McIntyre, uh is Adam Pierce now the de facto uh person in charge of W W E yeah, he's in charge of both SmackDown and Raw. Uh-huh. I see him on both shows, and he's running shop, and he's trying to keep everything, uh, you know, yeah. together, running smoothly. I love well, Adam Pierce, so I think he I does also the like job how they well. had
1: he had Randy Orton. We don't see, especially with Randy Orton in this current like character aspect that he's playing, uh, was hobbled, humbled, weak, prone. You know what I mean? Like, just mm-hmm. it was interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say about the Drew McIntyre uh, story for this week is it felt like a cool baby face. And that's very rare where it didn't feel like uh, someone who just, you know, snuck in and got the got the finisher. And, yay, this felt like a guy who was still legitimately pissed off at another person, in this case, Randy Orton. And he was going to like... Make that person feel hell for all night, and it was personal for him. And, and like you said, he did the like, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm going, I'm going, sure, sure, here. He's yeah, like, I forgot you, my see phone. See Fuck that, I'm hitting him again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, I'm hitting him again. Uh, and it, and, you know, it was great. And that backstage one where he put Randy Orton's head up against the the ring post and just was grinding That's his face. Like, and Randy Orton like,
1: right there is what I was saying. Like we don't see him in this helpless, like just please make it yeah. stop, you know, mode.
0: Right, and it and it was Drew McIntyre, uh, making it, you know specifically Randy Orton, but everyone else seeing his pain, like you don't fucking do this to me, and I that was where I was like, God damn right, you don't do this to him. That's my man, Drew McIntyre. You better you know hands off the merchandise, motherfuckers. He's the shit. Uh, he felt cool. It, it was a a rare time where a WWE babyface, top babyface. Felt fucking cool. He felt as cool as a baby face as Roman Reigns is right now as a heel. And that's very rare that you get the desired outcomes from two different guys.
1: It looks like we might be getting the actual full-on breakup of the Angel Garza Andrade team.
0: Good! That fucking purgatory storyline. How many times do we have to see those four wrestle each other? Poor street prophets still spinning their wheels yeah, well, yeah. with well. But
1: no, uh, Well, a little bit. Oh, little. Let's hold off on line. that tag team issue, too. Um, Peyton Royce uh, defeated Billy Kay. You know, whatever. That felt weird. All of that felt weird. Still feels weird.
0: It still feels weird, and I think it feels even more weird because post-match they yeah, hugged.
1: Like,
0: so it's like, who, who, again, who was the driving force behind them breaking up? Because I get the whole stipulation was the winner, uh, gets the title match. The loser uh, has to break up. But like, why? <laughs> you know what I mean? Why? We, it doesn't make sense. Hey, usually that's I, I, set I just,
1: due to set somebody up. But this feels like they were like, oh, okay, well, we kind of like this one better. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right,
0: and it it just doesn't feel it doesn't feel good. Um, Kevin Owens
1: and Aleister Black fought know. on Raw yeah. Underground for way too long.
0: Well, but at least it gave Raw Underground something of meaning. It wasn't just uh, Alistair well, Black and said. Kevin they were Owens. Like, has hey, let's has go a... settle this. Yeah, and that's what I like. That was actually a, a, a positive for me with Monday Night Raw is they used Raw Underground to settle a blood feud. And this was, in this case, uh, Kevin Owens and Alistair Black. So I was a fan of it. I agree with you. It was a little bit too long. And the, the thing that they're going to shoot themselves in the foot with every single time with Raw Underground is... If you're wanting to make it look like a real fight, there's only X amount of seconds you can do that, and then you're going to expose yourself as what the fuck are we doing here? Uh, yeah, real and, and fights so don't last through three seconds. That's why all these the matches deal, are we can
1: go to another match in the real ring. Like real fights don't go that right.
0: Long. And so, yeah, Raw Underground is still doing okay well, in my book. I mean, I'm not the, ready the, to the pull double the plug. Kato come out
1: and squash both of them. So this isn't done yet. Yeah, but David
0: Cato, he's I like big, him. Dude. I think he, that's fun. Yeah, but I like that. I like that he's the guy where you could use him as the enough. He's the enough guy. So where if you do this again, and let's say it's, um, let's say it's Dolph Ziggler and uh, Drew McIntyre for whatever reason, let's just say that right. Um, and they do a four segment, uh, street fight in the raw underground. Uh, Kato comes in and is like, yeah, when it's a draw, he's like, yeah, he's like, we're <laughs> done here. Everyone get the fuck out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Right, you, neither one of you can beat each other's ass, but guess who can beat both of your asses? Me.
0: <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, so fuck you guys. Like he's he's the bouncer in Raw Underground. I know they have that big bastard on the outside Lose who the door, lets man. people in, but he's the guy that like calls Ooh, I did like the that showdown of of this.
1: Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens that like they went back to that, and he was like, well. No, you're still an asshole and you know what i mean he opens the door because he, mm-hmm. he's like let's just consider water on the bridge he's like nah kind of still fuck you you know and then he opens the door and he's like can you yeah. make a good door man you know <laughs> like they still spit in venom
0: well because fuck shane mcmahon he's the worst part of raw underground well, well, and that if, if there's the, anyone that, was the that, point of that whole
1: storyline too was fuck shane mcmahon and why is he here and so it still fit
0: <laughs> yeah But honestly, the worst part of Raw Underground isn't the 1900 cuts, which can make you nauseated. It's Shane McMahon saying half sentences while he breaks a sweat uh, more than anyone else in the room uh, talking bullshit that he doesn't even fucking know. It's like, get him out of here. Stop with this middle age, you know, midlife crisis bullshit where Raw Underground just needs to be the we settle it here. We're not going to do the stupid street. I think they need to replace street fights with Raw Underground and get rid of Shane McMahon. That would make it a little bit more of a, um, it would make it a little bit more um, of attraction. Yeah, they for just me clearly they didn't got think rid of through
1: Shane. Raw Underground enough. Um, uh, Retribution? Retribution gave us they, a, uh, yeah, they gave they us a are, mission statement. What do you think? Still didn't say oh, anything. Oh,
0: they're about done. Yeah, I think they're about yeah. done. Right? If once they make the mission statement, then they get the match, then they get NXT'd or a Again, Nexus. Yeah. And then uh well, it, be, it
1: would have to be something huge. It would have to be Triple H under that fucking mask and be, and even then we'd boo that. You know what I mean? Like it would have to be somebody with power to do something. Like this is dumb. Yeah.
0: I, I think they're on their last legs. Uh, hopefully I'm wrong, but I think they're on their last legs because the last thing that they do is so the next thing that they do is reveal themselves. Then after that, they got to attack someone or a group. And then that group takes them out. And then they're all just hanging out on the roster. Now. whoop de doo
1: Great. whoop dee Oh, you know what? You know what could, what would fit would be CM Punk is the only name that would comes to mind. Uh, and I would hate that. I would hate uh, it. But then it's retribution. It's, He's leading a faction. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. That's the only name I could think of that isn't like. Can uh, I tell you something? I don't actually hate it. <laughs> you don't hate it? I, hate, I, mean, I, I just don't like it. I him. wouldn't mind it. But that's the only thing that would make this storyline yeah, be like something him. meaningful. Yeah. That I can think of. I wouldn't hate you it. Know,
0: I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't hate it. That'd be actually. All right, well, cool. we'll call him up. Let's he cuts up. good promos. I... Yeah, I will give him that he cuts good promos, whatever you can say about how he, you know, handles himself outside of uh, his professional job, yada, yada, yada. Uh, But if it was him, at least I know each segment I would get a good promo. And and that's better than Shane McMahon sweating into a microphone while he uh, gets hard watching people fight in front of him. That's probably what happens, right? He, he probably, he probably, probably right. does.
1: Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you? All right, yeah. so the hurt business uh, opened up a new franchise. Tom Cedric Alexander pulled the trigger. What yeah, do you think? but
0: did they? Well, yeah, but did, did
1: they? they? Yeah,
0: Shelton Benjamin automatically saying, "Nah, I don't fucking believe this guy." So, what do you think happens? Do you think we do get someone new or? Do we get someone replacing another person? Cause Maybe it could Shelton's be, on his way out. Uh, the Maybe he
1: never believes it. That's what and I'm saying. This is his easy way out is they write him out of the storyline by Cedric Alexander finally gives him the, you know, oh, I'll show you MVP. I'll show you who really, you know, mm-hmm. I'll put the old dog yeah. out the pasture. Yeah, so
0: you. we'll see what happens. Bah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, the the person I still think that's just getting, I don't know floundering is is the right word or not but uh ricochet is so fucking Richard good O'Shea. at just yeah he's just so fucking good at being a pro wrestler and he is just cannon fodder for the rest of this bullshit he's just but I don't know that he's so good at
1: being a pro wrestler he's so good at wrestling a match maybe and doing those cool moves but like, but he's so he's likable. So like telling a great don't story think- and giving me a a promo that gives me to care about something
0: don't you but don't you think he's likable he falls in the in the same vein uh as like before he turned heel sammy Zayn and daniel bryan uh and then on the you know AEW side uh like a trend yeah, but he's or almost Chuck Taylor, too, like he
1: he's always smiley happy and then like i'm like okay but i don't give a shit about anything like there's no emotion to his to his words ever there's just nothing
0: well at least in uh, WWE's because he's been never been given anything. Uh, but I just, he seems like a likable guy. I want to, I, I want to hang out Prince with his ricochet.
1: And I don't know, what was his name? in uh, yeah, uh, Prince
0: Puma. Yeah. Uh, Prince Puma was fucking cool too. Then do that. Do, I told the you the Prince it would Puma be a great WWE ricochet, gimmick,
1: but, right? <laughs> Back then he, they would have sold out no, all I kinds know. of stuff for them. Kiddos.
0: Well, speaking of selling out, uh, merchandise to kids, uh, let's move on to this uh, never-ending story with uh, the Mysterio family and Seth Rollins. and
1: <laughs> They just end the show uh, with just a, a Kendo stick beat down.
0: <laughs> that was awesome. I will give them that. that. If you want to do that, that was great. But I hope, I hope... That was the end of it. it yeah, feels they're done. As if they get to wash their hands, but now Seth Rollins, gets,
1: this gets to be about Seth Rollins and Murphy, and however it goes.
0: Right, let's do that because uh, Dominic. Look, the way you feel about Ricochet is the way I feel about Dominic. I don't give a shit about that guy. Uh, he's vanilla to me. I don't. I just whatever. He's boring um and Rey mysterio for as good as of a wrestler he is his promos are just the same um that was awesome how they all beat the shit out of murphy but yeah let's say now this is murphy versus well, and i love that like the, the family the, didn't the, the they between didn't hold two.
1: back man they were they must have practiced this right <laughs> then just a whack it and-
0: well the mom kind of did right the mom did initially she's like right. i can't i can't ray was like just just do it. And then she did it. And she's like, actually, I fun. like this. Yeah. And then they all got the Kindle sticks. Yeah. Ta-da, ta-da, ta-da. You seen yeah of the Dead, a fun uh, way.
1: When, when he's when yes. all whacking with yeah, the pool yeah, sticks. Yeah. It's kind of what that felt like.
0: It felt yeah, felt exactly the same. Uh, that was a great way to end raw. Just ta ta ta. And even Ray to say like, oh, uh, Seth, where are you at? Yes. Where are you at? That's, Seth. that's what Seth did yeah. to him yeah just da, 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 that da, one da, felt da, real too because he was like sticks. flexing
1: like he was about ready to come through that camera and slap him
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh i hope that's the exclamation point on the storyline though i don't want to see another yeah. week where it's a yeah, two-on-one one match is, is with dominic how versus he murphy two.
1: moving forward and whether murphy gets it back in the graces or whether it's just a straight face turn for murphy yeah. or a see ya right back down nxt or whatever right but I mean that's about it. Oh, uh, you know, I mean, unless you got anything else, man, we got a Chiefs game to watch here. You know. Yeah, let's Which, uh, let's by the wrap way, this shit up so we can uh, watch uh, the defending the Chiefs uh, Super Bowl champs. Uh, we can go back to the tweet the tables and go out uh, to at Theo seventy five and he says, "I'm going to throw eggs at your car, T Mac, and I will paint the Chiefs logo on them and chuck them at your windshield, hood, and driver's side door." Uh, <laughs> angry faces hashtag tweet the table because he's mad that we keep talking about that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, and I bet he wouldn't have the same accuracy as the Super Bowl MVP, Patrick (laughs) Mahomes. The Spanish announce table.